We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Setting the Pace, your go-to Pacers podcast with Alex Golden and Michael Focci. Ball loose. Duarte, he knows where the clock is, lets it fly, and hits again! It's Halliburton at the buzzer, Captain Kush with another one! Brogdon goes inside, and Turner finishes! Halliburton leaves it off for Batase. Go, go! Good job! Oh, what a move by Heald, he lays it in! Heald, hotter than fish grease! Drops it off to Jalen Smith! With the poster! Jackson the catch, Jackson the basket! Washington, again. Five of them. Pacers got the steal, out running is Brissette, pounds it home. It's it to Taylor, Taylor missed it, tips it in. Warren lets it fly, yes! T.J. Warren is not human! Halliburton gonna slam it at the other end. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode here of Setting the Pace. I'm your host, Alex Golden, and joining me today is the conductor of the Benedict Matherin fan train, the one and only Michael J. Focci. Focci, what's going on, brother? Life is good, man. The draft, just a couple of days away, depending on when you're listening to this, the draft might be tomorrow. All right, so the excitement is through the roof, but we're taking a slight break from draft talk because, Alex, we got a pretty special guest today. Who do we got? Yeah, we got the uh, 22nd overall pick from last year's draft, Isaiah Jackson, joining the podcast. I think you guys are going to really like hearing from Ijax. You know, he's not always somebody that gets to be in front of the camera, but this is an opportunity for him to talk with us, get us, uh, get you guys a chance to know him a little bit better. But overall, Fauci, I really just enjoy having these players on and getting their perspective on things. Oh, of course, because they always have these little these tidbits, like these, these stories that we have no idea about. So you really get to hear who's been helping who or what they're working on in the offseason. And I thought that was the best part is to really kind of hear about what Isaiah is doing between year one and year two, because mm-hmm. that's when players take the biggest leap. Yeah, we, we also talk about, you know, some of his toughest opponents, what he heard from some of his teammates and how they kind of encouraged him and helped him grow this year. And then, of course, we did some rapid fire fan questions at the end. So if you guys are looking forward to hearing those questions, we kind of compiled all of the ones that were sent in and, and tried to cover some of the ones that were asked. So if we didn't get to your question, we apologize. But, you know, it's always great to hear from these players, especially 
uh, with what the Pacers went through last year. It was a crazy season, so just kind of hearing his thoughts on that. But with that being said, Fachi, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we will bring on Isaiah Jackson. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we now welcome on last year's 22nd overall pick, the 6'10 power forward out of Kentucky. We call him Ijax, but the world calls him Isaiah Jackson. Isaiah, what's going on? And nothing much, man. Glad to be here. Uh, man, yeah, it's grinding. I mean, summer ground right now. So, I mean, just, I'm just taking it one day at a time. The, the, the summer grind is real. And I, let's just pick it up from right over there. Isaiah, I got to say, from following the team and covering it the last few years, this offseason feels a little bit different. You guys are getting after it early. Can you tell me a little bit about how these workouts have been and who you've primarily been working out with? Uh, I mean, the workouts has just been uh, with the with the young group of guys, uh, core guys that, I mean, we look to, I mean, hopefully uh, play next year and stuff. Uh it's been, I mean, everybody from Tyrese, uh, Dwayne, O'Shea, Chris, uh, TT, uh, Gabe, and Nate. Uh, we've just been getting after it. Uh, some of the older guys, too, like TJ, TJ McConnell has been, been here. Uh, uh, Sticks, he's been here. Uh, and, uh, also, uh, uh, Lance, Lance has been in the gym. Uh, just got done working out with him today, actually, so. That's awesome stuff, man, and we're, we're excited about that, and we want to see this young core continue to grow, and develop into something special but you know just this time about a year ago you were getting yourself ready for the NBA draft and I will be completely honest when we found out the Pacers traded up to get you I was shocked I did not think they were going to take another big man after already having Sabonis Turner and Goga so did not anticipate you being on the Pacers whatsoever but walk me through draft night for you what was that like just getting ready for this moment and you know maybe some advice you'd give some of these young guys getting ready for the moment this week uh, it's crazy. Uh, speaking about the draft, uh, it's just been crazy. This, uh, I know I'm on topic a little bit, but this summer, just watching, uh, I watched some of the pre-draft workouts and just seeing those kids, uh, compete. Like they was in the same position I was a year ago. Uh, this is mind blowing. Uh, I mean, and I mean, even with, uh, getting drafted to the Pacers, I, I had no clue where I was going to get drafted. Uh, and once my name got caught, uh, I mean, it was just, it was like a, uh, 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 I don't know how to, it's, it's like a, a moment, like it's like a feeling that you don't, can't explain. It's just like that. You just got, you nervous, but also you like excited at the same time. Like mm-hmm. that was like, 
one of the main things I was feeling. I was like nervous but excited at the same time. Uh, and my family was there also, so they got to experience that moment with me. So that was real dope too. I was beyond pumped when the Pacers made the move to trade up and get you because I felt like you had lottery talent. So getting yeah. you at 22, absolute steal. But Isaiah, I'm going to be honest. I have not heard Coach Carlisle gush over a player quite like you <laughs> than he did last year. Let me let me read this statement from him. He said his defensive versatility is absolutely breathtaking. I just have not seen a guy move, block shots, change shots, and be able to guard any position like the way I've seen him do it. Offensively, he has a terrific feel for the game. How great did it feel to get that Carlisle stamp of approval so early on? Um, it feels good. Uh, I mean, I feel like especially coming in the league where, I mean, it's like a business uh, having having a coach like one of the like a legendary Hall of Fame coach uh, tell you that I mean he likes your game and how you play and stuff. Uh, I mean it's just it's I mean it's real good. I mean I felt I felt like at home when he, uh, when I first actually the pre draft workout uh, was the first time I ever met him and he like I, after that moment it was like I sort of felt like and when I got drafted and stuff that just made it ten times better. But I felt like at home like. Cause I always like last year I was with Coach Cal and Coach Cal was like it was like a family oriented thing too. So and all my coaches in high school is the same way. So uh, to come to this level and have a coach that really cares about the players and uh, getting them better and stuff is, is real. It's, it's dope. Yeah, well, let's let's just talk real quick about you know when the season started. Obviously, getting that first call to play in a game. What was that experience like? Being able to play <laughs> in your first NBA game? Ah, uh, man, it was crazy. Uh, I yeah, it was crazy. Uh, of course, I had nerves. It was my first NBA game. Uh, but I mean, after I got the hang of it, I felt like it was, it was sort of like a, like I was telling talking to Dwayne about this uh, last year. Uh, like it's like first couple of games, it's like you're nervous, but once you get the, once you start playing, it's like it sort of feels like your job. Like it seems like you're supposed. It's also it feels like you're supposed to be there. Like, because at first you're like, ah, like, I don't know if I'm like, you just have doubts about yourself. Like, yeah, I don't know if I'm better, good enough to be here. But when you get playing, you, I mean, you get your first couple of buckets, then it's just, I mean, it's just nonstop from there. Like, it's just, you just keep going. It's like a freight train. So, you know, you talked about getting your first couple of buckets, but starting in summer league, I mean, you set the tone pretty early, tied a summer league record, seven blocks. I mean, yeah. it happened quick. I knew we had something special between the alley-oops that you're finishing, the blocks right over there. You know, we have arguably the greatest shot blocker in the world on our team right now in Miles Turner. But what I saw out of you makes me feel like, you know, Isaiah, you might be able to challenge him for the title of the best shot blocker <laughs> in the league. I mean, uh, what, what do you think? I want to hear from you. I mean, of course, uh, I mean, I feel like this year uh, in general, uh, I mean, me and Miles, he's just been like one of those the guys, like he's not selfish at all. He like to, like, he, I soak up knowledge like a sponge. He teaches me a lot of things, uh, especially about shot blocking and stuff. So, I mean, near future, I'm looking to, I'm looking to be the best shot blocker in the league. Uh, but even though he has it right now, I mean, I'm just soaking everything up uh, like a sponge. So when that time does come where I can, then, I mean, I'll try to do it. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. And learning all that from a vet like Miles, you know, it's really cool to see that relationship between you two guys. And there's been questions like, hey, is Isaiah Jackson a center or is he a power forward? You know, we get so caught up in all these positions. But 
I'm curious, what position do you feel most comfortable in? And do you think that you can actually play that four next to a guy like Miles if the time were to come for that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm a, a power four center uh, in between. Uh, I can play both. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, because I know like, I can I can stretch the floor and do everything uh, coaches wanted me to do. Uh, uh, and I know deep down inside, like the stuff that I've been working on and stuff that I can do in game. So, I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable playing both positions. Uh, but, I mean, I can also – I can do really – I feel like I can do every, anything and everything. So, I mean, playing – Playing alongside Miles, I should feel like it shouldn't be, shouldn't be that hard. So, Love it. Got to love the versatility over there. Look, I always feel like, and they say, between year one to year two is where a player takes the biggest jump. I've seen it on the court. I've seen flashes of that three-point shot. But I, I feel like you get that down consistently. You're a household name. So right now, I mean, are we bringing an umbrella to GameBridge next year? Because there's heavy chances of rain. Because I, yeah. I think you got that, but I want to hear it this offseason. Is that where we're going to see the three ball? Yeah, I feel like uh, that's all I've been doing this summer is just keying on, uh, working with the coaches and stuff on just keying in on uh, different techniques and stuff to just get my jump shot more consistent. Uh, and it got – I feel like it's, uh, it's gotten a lot better. Uh, uh, so, I mean, hopefully next year. Uh, I mean, I already know coaches and stuff going to let me uh, shoot the ball, but uh, – I feel like it's I'm I'm confident in my shot now, so uh, it's gonna I feel like it's gonna be more consistent uh, next year. So, yeah, yeah, man, that that's exciting because I was actually at the Clippers game when you had your coming out party in, yeah. in that big game and that start. Talk to me about that game. I think did you have 28 points that game? I thought you did. You were just on yeah. fire. You couldn't miss. Uh, you look like a human pogo stick out there, just dunking the ball, catching alley oops. So just talk talk to me about that game and what that felt like. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that game was crazy. Uh, I think that was the game Domas, I think he got, had COVID or something like that. Yeah, him uh, and Miles were both out, I think. Yeah, Miles was out because he got injured in Domas. So, they was tell, like, I I was coming in the gym. Uh, it was pre, uh, pre-game, pre-game uh, thing or whatever. I come in the gym, man. Uh, I see my name on the board and everybody's like, Zeke, you starting tonight, you starting tonight. And I'm like, like, what you mean? And I looked at the board. My name was up there. I was like, oh, snap. Type thing. It's my, I was like, I was really like, this is my chance, like, type thing. But I was like, oh, I was just playing it off with them. Like, yeah, okay, type thing. Then when Coach was telling me and stuff, then, I mean, I just took that. I feel like I just took that that that, that moment for for what it was and just took advantage of it. Uh, and, I mean, I just felt felt good that night and this was, this was cooking. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to be the first one to say it if other people aren't saying it to you. You need more minutes. I can't wait for it. And this season, it was like such a long season. It felt like two seasons in one. There was like the the pre-trade deadline team with like Sabonis and Karis LeVert, Justin Holiday, many others. And then there was the second half of Tyrese Halliburton, Jalen Smith, you know, et cetera, a lot of guys. But what did it mean to add a true point guard in Tyrese Halliburton? Uh, I mean, it felt it felt good, uh, especially with me, uh, the way I play. Uh, I feel like that's going to help help both of us, uh, help the team, too. I mean, I feel like me being a lot threat, uh, getting to the rim is going to give open people shots. Uh, and also, it's going to get the point guard uh, buckets and stuff. So, I mean, I feel like it works hand in hand. Uh, I feel like the league, is, this is what the league is turning more towards, is uh, lob threats and uh, shot blockers and stuff. So, I mean, I'm in a perfect position. 
Okay, well, this is going to be a question that I'm really curious about because I want to know who the toughest opponent was that you went up against last season. Oof. Man, it was a lot. Uh, I'll probably say Embiid. Uh, I had to go against him on a back-to-back. Uh, played them here, then we played them in Philly. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was just – I mean, he got a lot, a lot of stuff in his bag. Like, he was just doing everything. And, I mean – I think the uh, first game he had – no, I was – Jokic. Uh, I forgot what he had the first game, but the second game, I know he had like 40 or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it was crazy when guarding him and stuff. I got a couple of stops on him and stuff, but yeah, uh, it was just it was just hard to contain him. But I also needed that uh, needed that experience. Uh, so next year I know, I know what to do and stuff. So You know, Alex talked about your game against the Clippers, maybe a true coming out part of your career high, however you want to put it. But was there like a specific moment that you're like, no, 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 I'm going to be all right in this league? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've really been, I'm, I'm sort of, I mean, I don't really like to say it out loud, but I'm, I'm really like a confident person, especially to myself. Uh, I just like to keep that to myself though. Uh, but I've been, I mean, I've been, since I got drafted, I already knew like, I'm here for a reason type thing. So, I mean, I just had that mindset in the back of my head. But I feel like uh, I feel like when I really just started playing, when I just – I forgot what game it was when they just threw me in. I played a lot of minutes. Uh, I mean, I just – I mean, I always had it in me, though, to just be confident in my game and stuff. But it was one of those games where I just – I forgot which one it was. But <laughs> where yeah. I just – I mean, I just took advantage of my opportunity and just – I mean, just killed and then I got more confident uh, after that. It was, it was reps. Yeah, so I, I got to go back before the trades that happened this season, obviously. Uh, there was a fan favorite in DeMontis Sabonis that got moved to Sacramento, and obviously him being a big man. Was there anything that you learned from Domas when he was here with the team, and maybe what was your relationship like with him? Uh, I mean, Domas was one of the main guys. Like, uh, like he was uh, – I remember one day in practice, I think it was during training camp uh, – I think he won like a hundred dollars during uh uh shooting drill or something. Uh he he offered to give it to me, but I didn't want to take it because uh <laughs> he was just like he was giving it to me because he was like, Yeah, people they're gonna give you rookie duties and stuff, like just looking out type thing, and I didn't want to really take it because I mean, I don't I don't really know people's uh pers- like I don't know what to say, like people's uh like what people want back from me. So uh but I mean, Domas is a. I mean, he was one of the uh, one of the main guys that really uh, took me on his wings, uh, taught me a lot of things, especially like basketball and the court wise. Just, I mean, from defensive end, like post post skills to everything, from shooting, knowing to take your time, uh, vet calls, like rookie rookie, all that stuff, like rookie calls, all that stuff. So I mean, he was a really good guy uh, talking to him and stuff. So. Hey, always need those vets, so happy to hear that. I mean, those are the stories that we have no idea about, so love hearing it. But just recently, you made it official. You changed your number from 23 to 22. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit a little bit about the significance behind number 22 and what it means for you? Uh, 22 is this – I mean, I've been wearing it pretty much all my life uh, since I started playing basketball. And, uh, I mean, it's just like a lucky number to me. Uh, I got drafted 22. Uh I just wore 22 pretty much all my life. Uh, and I mean, I, I get to change my number now. I didn't really get to uh, – I wanted 22 at Kentucky, but they gave me 23. Uh, so, I get to get 22 now. So, I mean, it's 
is a blessing. So, well, I don't know if you can answer this. So, if you can't, it's all right. But is there a preference in terms of the guys that we could take here at pick number six that you would <laughs> like to see on the team with the Pacers this season? I don't really know. I don't have any clue because <laughs> I'm, yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> That's a hard question. But I mean, whoever we get, I'm going to be happy with. Uh, yeah. I know the people in the front office know what they're doing. Uh, and going to, I mean, pick to hopefully pick a good guy that fits us uh, and fit our game and play and stuff. So, you know, staying on that topic real quick and not going too deep, but, you know, the man of mystery right now, it's Shaden Sharp from Kentucky <laughs> right now. Is there yeah. anything with your Kentucky ties that you're hearing in terms of his game? Anything that's made some rumblings that's impressive or anything? Uh, No, not really. I mean, seeing him and talking to the people from Kentucky, I can tell, like, he's really – that's really athletic, uh, really can play. Uh, I heard he got like a seven-foot wingspan or something like that. So I know he can play defense and stuff. Uh, I mean, and I mean, wherever he goes, I know he's going to uh, get better and uh, skill. So real for him. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, there's been some like back and forth with how he's maybe answered questions with the media and stuff like that. I just want to know from someone that went through that draft process, how much of a drag is it to just constantly be asked the same questions every single place you go, having to answer these questions over and over? And, like, does it ever get just kind of, you know, annoying dealing with this kind of stuff? I mean, it does. And, you mean, everybody – I feel like us as – we human beings, like, even though we play basketball on a big stage, we're still human beings, but at the same time, uh, I feel like talking to media and stuff is sort of like our job. I mean, we have to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is how – we connect to the fans. This is how we uh, speak, speak our, our minds and everything. So, I mean, talking to the media is something I feel like is, I mean, is it's sort of, you need to do, you need to, especially playing at this high level, like you need to talk to the media and stuff. So, I mean, I take, for me, I take talking to the media and stuff very serious because, I mean, I mean, I like to, I like to give my opinion and not let, have other people have their own opinion about me and stuff. So. Hey, I appreciate it. And right over here, you know, you're letting everybody know. But what I really like, one thing that you said is your confidence. I think yeah. a confident Isaiah Jackson is a scary man on the court. So okay. going into year two, what are kind of some goals maybe that you set for maybe yourself and the team? Uh, for me personally, uh, I mean, I want to I wanna be, uh, I mean, a uh, rising star, all-star. I mean, if that's possible. Uh, but, I mean, I want to be able to, I mean, of course, play, get minutes, so I can do that. Uh, and for the team, I just want to, I mean, I want to win. Uh, I want to uh, have a better record, way better record than what we had last year and also hopefully make the playoffs uh, if that's possible, uh, which I think we have a good chance of doing uh, with the group of guys we have. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's great to hear. And I, and I my last question before we get into some of these rapid-fire questions here, I'm just curious, you know, all the guys that you have on your team here, you know, maybe who are some of your closest teammates that you've gained good friendships with over the last, uh, you know, couple of months? I mean, really the, all the young guys, uh, some of the old guys too. I mean, we have, I mean, everybody got kids and stuff now. So, it's, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to find hobbies and do stuff with them because it's like, but I mean, really the younger guys, uh, Dwayne, TT, Gabe, uh, Tyrese, uh, I mean, even even guys like Miles when he's here, uh, Malcolm, really everybody, really. Uh, but mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of PLA players have kids and stuff. But for the younger guys, I mean, I mean that's really that's really it, really. You know, one thing that that I admire about you a lot is you know 
from the shot blocking standpoint, the alley-oops, you've got that going. Look, it's something that pretty much after being born, I was basically told I'm vertically challenged. I ain't blocking no one. I'm not finishing any lobs. But what do you find more rewarding? Is it sending a shot back or is it finishing an alley-oop? Probably blocking shots. Uh, I mean, alley-oops is cool and all. I mean, I love catching lobs. Like, I prefer a lob over anything else. But, I mean, blocking – it's just something about blocking a shot. is just – it's just interesting to me. Like, especially watching other people do it, too. It's like, dang, like, type thing. Like, or if you get, like, a monster block, like, it's like – like, that's, like, sort of, like, your highlight in a way. Like, people get threes or cross somebody up. Mine is – I like mine to be, like, blocking shots because I feel like that is – like, that's dope to me, so – yeah, that, it is. It is awesome to see a great rejection. Um, there's that infamous play from uh, the the 2000. I think it was 13. Was it Fachi when we blocked uh, when Roy Hibbert blocked Mello. Carmelo Anthony? Oh my! Never forget that momentum yeah, shifter. I don't know if you've seen that that picture anywhere around the uh, the field house there, but Roy Hibbert had a sick block on Carmelo Anthony when he went to dunk on him in the playoffs. And oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah, yeah it, it looks just like the Pacer logo too. So the retro one. So it's it's pretty epic, and we always go back to those key blocks. I remember when Miles had one of his first blocks on LeBron James. So you know, uh, <laughs> it's it's just something about the blocks, man. They just yeah. they, they are a little bit more uh, you know remember memorable than than a dunk. But let's get into some rapid fire questions here. Me and my co-host will go back and forth with you here. Uh, these are fan questions as well. They wanted to know what is Isaiah Jackson's favorite TV show. Uh, oof. Favorite TV show? I don't really. That's hard to say. I don't really like. Well, I'm all over the place with TV. Like <laughs> I mess around and like have interest in like Marvel one week, then the next week I have like I like Harry Potter or something like that. I'm just all over the place. So I mean, that's a hard question. You you but, a Stranger I mean, Things fan? Yeah, I was just about nice. to say that. July first, <laughs> coming back soon. Yeah, second one is Chris crazy, like fire crazy, <laughs> like. But yeah. All right, next question. Favorite restaurant in Indiana? Ooh, probably Harry Izzy's. Okay. Well, uh, who's your favorite musical artist? I don't really have one. I, yeah, I don't really. <laughs> I'm all over the place with music, too. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of like a music guru. I just, whatever vibe I'm feeling, I mean, that's who I play. Uh, yeah. But Future is definitely top three for me. Okay. Uh, or, Probably probably one for me, so yeah. Okay, there we go. We got it. Um, <laughs> next favorite basketball player growing up. Oof, Kevin Garnett, uh, LeBron. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, two defensive guys right there. Um, well, one of the greats, obviously, too. But uh, funniest player on the team. Uh, probably Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> Or Dwayne and Lance before, so I, I could definitely oh, yeah, Lance. Oh, I forgot about Lance. Oh, <laughs> man. I had to give Lance his props. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, he's so hysterical. It's definitely Lance and Ooh. Dwayne. It's definitely those two. <laughs> well, I'm just telling Dwayne, move over. You know, it's Lance. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and then I would just say, uh, hey, swaggiest player on the team. Swaggiest player. Oof. Man. I probably I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I probably I'm choosing me. Ooh, I like that's that confidence that we spoke about. I like that. Hey, O'Shea picked himself too, so we'll uh, we'll have to see who's got more swag up. One more that's not on our list, but I gotta ask: What are just some of your places that you like to visit in Indy? Like, I know obviously Indy is not like the most like 
you know, appealing city when yeah. it comes to like attracting free agents. But like, since you've been here, what are some of the places you like to go to and hang out? Uh, I really have a spot, really. Uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm my homebody. Like, I love just being at home. Uh, I got dog, probably the dog park for real. I take okay. them to, to the dog park sometimes. I mean, that's really all I, all I really go out for or food or something like that. So. <laughs> respect it. I respect it. I'm, I'm a regular at the dog park over here. So my last question as we wrap up, the Pacers are going to take that step forward. What has to go right for us? Uh, what has to go right for us? Uh, taking a step forward. I mean, really just, I guess just winning. Uh, I feel like, I feel like if we win, I feel like that'll change, that'll change everything, change the whole dynamic of everything. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. So maybe like a hot start, getting some wins under the belt, kind of getting the momentum going. Facts. Yeah. Something like that. The winning streak, something just to get everybody wild up and stuff. So. Yeah, last last year was obviously a little bit rough, and and we know like you know with all the trades, all the injuries, like we just knew it was time to take a step back. And you know, I think Kevin Pritchard talked about it as well. But uh, my last question for you: um, What is this next year going to be like for Isaiah Jackson? What are you expecting from yourself next season? Uh, I'm looking to be better than what I was last year. Uh, I'm looking to, I mean, play both ends at a high level uh, and not. Trying to not, trying to not make as many mistakes as I did last year, uh, and just help my team win. It's whatever I can do to help contribute to the team. That's what I'm gonna do. So, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna leave you with this thought, Isaiah. Check out your numbers when you play 15 minutes or more. They're off the charts. All right, so <laughs> all right. consistency, and then you got it. So nice. I really want to thank you for coming on the show today. It was yeah. awesome. Our listeners have been so excited for this. So tell everybody where they can check you out on on social media. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram at Isaiah Jackson uh, 22, uh, Twitter, uh, iJack22. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was awesome, man. And I will say this. I was at that Sixers game when you were going up against NB, the last home game of the year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that I was blown away with was just, I believe you blocked a shot in, yeah. one of, in, in, in that game. And I was like, okay, this is what we've been hearing your ability to just block jump shots. I think that's something as great as it is to make those flashy blocks at the rim, being able to contest because it was so to me in the finals, I'm sorry, I'm going off, uh, you know, kind of our, our rhythm here, but just watching the finals, you know, you look at this golden state team that went really small at times with Draymond at the center, but then you look at the Celtics who had Robert Williams and Al Horford. So, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, who on this Pacers team could play in this NBA finals. And I thought, well, look, Isaiah Jackson makes so much sense because of his ability to guard one through five. I think you've got that length and, and and just that ability to stay in front of guys, but you can also be that rim protector, that rim runner. So to me, it's like the Pacers, whatever they decide to do in the offseason roster wise, having you is just makes it where they're able to play multiple different ways because of that ability on defense. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Hey, versatility. Isaiah, we appreciate you. Thanks a lot. And, uh, hey, hope to have you back on maybe later in the season. All right. Appreciate y'all. See you. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. With Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. 
I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, Flatcher, that's our third pacer in the last couple of weeks. Pretty awesome to get such a great response and have these guys come on the show. I feel like a Pokemon trainer out here trying to collect them all. I mean, hey, the, the team's <laughs> wow. been going through. No, it's been fun. It, it's awesome because, man, it feels like this is just we're this next offseason or this offseason right now is going to be so important for what's going on in the future. So to hear from guys like Isaiah, who is a building block of the team, I mean, it, it's just super cool because hearing him talk about working out. With guys like, I'm, I'm going to be honest, Alex, I heard him throw in Jalen Smith's name. Yep. So the fact that those guys are getting after it, it feels different than the years of the past. Yeah, so I know last week I, I did throw out that Jalen Smith had dinner with Rick Carlisle on a Tuesday evening at an undisclosed restaurant in Indiana. But I will say this, someone that I know that's very a trustworthy source said that Isaiah Jackson, excuse me, not Isaiah, but Jalen Smith had been at practice all last week. So I don't know if he'd been there before that, but he is at all the workouts last week, which is really cool to see that he's been there, you know, for a little bit now for a couple of weeks. And, you know, I think everybody would love to keep him. So to just say, hey, I was listening to your podcast. I want to let you know, hey, Jalen Smith is actually there Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday last week. So that to me was really cool to hear that information, just to know that it wasn't just a one-time thing, because I speculated that it could be because we hadn't seen him in any of the pictures, but I thought that was really cool, though, just to hear Isaiah talk about playing with him as well, because I think those two together could be great. I really think they could. And we talked about Stranger Things a little bit earlier. Alex, I feel like we're on the trail right now, you know, of the mystery. Is Jalen Smith coming back or not? We got this breadcrumb trail. We're following it. Things are starting to point in the right direction. Now, I'm not going to overpromise anything, and I know neither are you, because at the end, hey, we have no say in his decision. Right. But what I would say is things are pointing – to, you know, the positive over here of him coming back. Yeah, I just would say it would be a dream come true if Jalen Smith was able to come back to the Pacers next year and just give us a chance. And maybe that playing time potential could really, you know, entice him to come here. And we've talked about it before. Sometimes fit is better than money, even though at the end of the day, they're trying to make money. So with that being said, Fachi, if you haven't already, make sure you go over to YouTube, Fach. Make sure you subscribe. It's at Setting the Pace, a Pacers podcast. Um, we've got a lot of videos up already, about eight videos where you guys can check out some of our previous shows. We did an exclusive on there talking about should the Pacers go after Donovan Mitchell? That is still relevant to a certain degree because the offseason is still ahead of us. But with that being said, that's where you can check us out. Subscribe. We've already got a good amount of subscribers, but keep on subscribing as we can grow that number and provide the content that you want. But Flashy, other than that, let the people know where they can find us out on social media. All right, so you can find us on Twitter at SettingThePace3. You can find Alex on Twitter at AlexGoldenNBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F-A-C-C-I. 
can find us on Instagram at Pacers Talk. You can find us on Facebook, Setting the Pace. You can find us on TikTok, Setting the Pace. And Alex, tell them one more time where they can find us on YouTube. Yeah, at Setting the Pace, a Pacers podcast on YouTube. And Fachi, if you're expecting a breakout sophomore season for the one and only new number Isaiah Jackson, say these three words. Let's go Pacers! <laughs>